0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a basic text study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our basic text, Narcotics Anonymous. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the basic text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then our participation will be well worth the effort. We're gonna have introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy.
1: Hi everybody, my name is Donna. I'm an addict, I live in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is Thanksgiving 1985. My home uh, area is Lane County area of Narcotics Anonymous. We have lots of great meetings out here. Come on out and see us. Happy to be here.
2: Hi, my name's Paul. I'm an addict. Uh, I got clean in New Orleans, Louisiana. I attend meetings in New Orleans and the Pensacola area. Uh, My home group is the Open Mind Group that meets on Monday nights at 7.30. Uh, I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast. And uh, if you're on a relapse, come back to the fellowship. We need you. Hi,
3: everybody. My name's Eva P from uh, Salem, Oregon. My clean date is 6-10-2000. My area is the Mid Willamette Valley area of Narcotics Anonymous. My home group is live for today and uh, it's on Wednesday nights at 7.30 at Westminster Church. Come and find me, I would love to meet you. Hey, I'm Jessica.
4: Um, I'm from Berea, Kentucky and we're part of the Kentucky Survivors area. My clean date is December 1st, 2015. And my home group is N.A.S. Such in Nicholasville, Kentucky. We meet Monday nights at 7.
5: Phil Attic. My clean date is 4 19 I live in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, my home group is uh, Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh at the uh, Anala Recovery uh, Center.
6: Hello, everyone. My name is Brian B. I am an addict. Uh, my clean date is 11 18, 2019. Uh, I'm a member of the WE area of Narcotics Anonymous. My home group is the Sunday Morning Literature Meeting of NA. Uh, come down and see us sometime. We'd love to have you.
0: I'm an addict. My name is Douglas L. My clean date is March 12, 2000. We got clean in southwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, really excited that you're tuning in. I suggest that you get your basic text, a highlighter, and a pen or pencil, and uh, here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 18 of the Basic Text Study for the Anonymous podcast. We're going to begin on page 40 uh, with step nine, and Paul's going to facilitate. Paul, take it away.
2: Thanks, Douglas. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul. I'm an addict. I'm going to get Donna to read the uh, uh, step nine and the first paragraph, please.
1: Certainly, step nine, we made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. This step should not be avoided. If we do, we are reserving a place in our program for relapse. Pride, fear, and procrastination often seem an impossible barrier. They stand in the way of progress and growth. The important thing is to take action and to be ready to accept the reactions of those we have harmed we make amends to the best of our ability. <clears throat> and I'll just start off by saying that last sentence is really important as we're making amends to the best of our ability. There's nothing in here that will say that you have to put yourself in a dangerous place. Um, that doesn't mean it won't be painful. That may, doesn't mean that there won't be things that you don't like, um, but we just do the best that we can with whatever willingness we can uh, muster from step eight. And um, and remember that we're not alone.
2: Thanks, Donna. Anybody else? I I, uh, I certainly think that uh, no none of the steps should be avoided, but I understand the admission. Uh, the admonition here is that step nine is kind of unique in that you cannot complete it and move on. I think that's where this kind of thing is coming from, um, you know. I know that for myself, my first nine step, uh, I moved on to the tenth without having made all of the amends. Now, I kind of talk to my sponsees and say I want to break the back of step nine. I want to do as much of those, uh, you know, those amends as possible, and and the living amends should be happening before, you know what I mean? There's there's a, there's change going on. But, um, you know, sometimes we don't have the ability to get to some people and there's there's ways to, to do this and continue doing this as you move on in the steps. I don't want, you know, I don't ever want to just stop because I can't get to somebody, uh, you know, in a faraway place and have a face-to-face. Sometimes, of course, now in the world of Zoom, that's a, a completely uh, uh, different uh, uh, approach. But, um, but the important thing is to take action and to be ready to accept the reactions of those persons we have harmed. And I, I did have some fear about the reactions. I have the, I'm, I'm currently on a ninth step and I have some fear of the reaction of the of one of the people who's on my list. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be n- not willing to accept it, but I'm, I'm afraid to even approach it because I don't know if they know that there's harm, there was harm. So that's where I talked about it a little bit last week. So um, that's why you have to have a sponsor <laughs> because I shouldn't be making those decisions. Uh, I have to have somebody who can give me a better perspective just for today. And, and I, have to, I have to have a higher power help me with this. I have to have my higher power help me with a lot, but the ninth step in particular is, is important to, to have uh, in my corner as I'm making those amends. Anybody else? Brian.
6: Yeah, I'll admit like uh procrastination was something that came up, especially when it came time for me to um, you know, make my financial a- amends because uh, you know, it it was it was real easy, you know, when I was using to take the things that I took, you know, especially, you know, my big thing to fuel my addiction was, you know, me and my comrades would would do a lot of stealing from stores. We had this elaborate scheme, but uh, you know, I, I was trying to figure out like how could I put a financial figure like on everything that, that I, and, you know, we stole and like my sponsor, thank, thank goodness he directed me. He was like, just pray about it. And, uh, he's like the higher power will put on your spirit, what that amount should be. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. And, and I, and, uh, you know, we together came up with a figure and, uh, you know, I'm really glad that I did it, you know, um, and it wasn't something that I had to go tell the whole world about, you know, um, I was able to help out some people in town that were, uh, struggling financially, and uh, you know, I, I really feel like I, I tied up that loose end there, and um, you know, I I really feel a lot of growth from it, and and like I said, I'm glad I did it, and I do feel like that I, I worked step nine, you know, the first time around to the best of my ability, but uh, you know, some amends just can't be done, you know, face to face, you know, some people pass away, and you know, I had to, I had to write notes to them and, and, and go to the grave and talk about it, but you know, it's all been a learning process and, 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 you know, I'm glad to have a sponsor that's been through it that was able to direct me. So thanks for letting me share.
2: Brian, why don't you read the next paragraph?
6: Sure. Timing is an essential part of this step. We should make amends when the opportunity presents itself except when to do so will cause more harm. Sometimes we cannot actually make the amends. It is neither possible nor practical. In some cases, amends may be may beyond our means. We find that willingness can serve in the place of action where we are unable to contact the person that we have harmed. However, we should never fail to contact anyone because of embarrassment, fear, or procrastination. And uh, just my quick take on that. Um, you know whenever I was using I was really I was really a mean person to my to my stepbrother and I teased him a lot and he he wasn't you know he had some mental problems and I really felt bad about it once I got clean and uh, I called him up and we had to talk on the phone and uh, you know he was pretty cool about it you know I thought he was going to be mean to me but like it put me at ease he was like listen bro he said I understand he said that wasn't you he said but I'm really glad you called and uh, patch this up with me, and you know we've always had a good relationship. But like getting clean has allowed me to uh, look at some things that I've done in my life that I'm not proud of. But you know that's why the steps are in place to help us through that. So I'll pass. Uh, thanks, Brian. Eva. So, <clears throat> um, this part, the
3: last sentence, we should never failed to contact anyone because of embarrassment, fear, procrastination, and um, I had a situation in recovery where I was talking to a married man, and I needed to make amends, you know, his wife found out, which, you know, of course you would, and I needed to make amends to her, she's in the program, they were all in the program, so I needed to um, make amends, and uh, my sponsor has me write it out, you know what I'm going to say, and then she gets to read it, and um and talk about how much selfishness is in there um or self you know like i want to be forgiven so it's going to be about me when it really it wasn't it was supposed to be an immense to her you know so um she uh reads it over and then tells me you know maybe you need to look at this section or whatever and um take yourself out of there so um, and then I was so afraid to go. And I, uh, I was taught that you do amends face to face whenever possible. So I drove down to Eugene and met her at a coffee shop. And whew, that was a hard day. Um, she was kind and uh, loving. And um, I wouldn't say understanding, <laughs> but she didn't need to be understanding, right? She just, uh, she didn't even have to be nice. But, um, you know, it was about owning what I did. And, you um, and and admitting that, you know, and I have changed the behavior and that's really what step nine is, is changing that behavior, right? Like I don't talk to married men, I don't talk to other men anymore, right? Like um, that was a whole different, anyway. So I changed the behavior, um, you know, and that was a few years ago. And uh, so that's really what I was taught. And I can just, I was so embarrassed. It was so hard to even go to a meeting because she might be there right so that affected my recovery in a lot of ways, but um, you know today we when we see each other we hug and. Um, and so it's possible to come from a place, even with lots of years clean, you know, we still are human and we still make mistakes and um, and this is how we get through that so that's all I got on that.
2: Thank you for your honesty, but that was that was great um, Phil. Hill. you're muted
5: I take off mute oh yeah okay I'm off um wow uh, uh, good stuff uh, I cannot help not to look at timing is a, an essential part of uh, of this step and um, and 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 the and the, and the part where um, we where, where it, it it says it amends may be beyond uh, our means, in some cases when amends may be on our means. Um, I'll never forget this one uh, that I did. Uh, and it was um, with the magistrate in town that I had served on uh, different uh, projects uh, in, in the town. I, I live in uh, different community projects and uh, friends of the library and things like that. And me I mean, this woman was very good good friends. And then she becomes this magistrate so naturally, at the end of my road, I'm always uh, in front of this woman, and um, you know it's like one of those uh, nudges from uh, uh, the nudge from the judge, as uh, is as is, 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 is we say in our fellowship. But uh, I'll never forget this. Uh, like like it says, timing is the, the essential, and 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 one of those amends. It really wasn't a uh, in my time, and I, I do believe it was one of these things. Um, uh, with my higher power, uh, you know, you're going to make this amends because the situation I was caught in uh, uh, with her and the timing uh, uh, it was, she was standing uh, in, in a checkout line, a supermarket when I was uh, trying to exit, getting out of the supermarket and, and, I, and I saw her. And it was one of these things when I when I saw this woman, something just like came over me and I couldn't go out the supermarket the only thing I could do was turn in her direction and go straight to her and look her in her face and tell this woman, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry uh, 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 for all the things and uh, 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 I, I did. You had to see me this way. And I told her, I says, I'm, I'm clean now, you know, and I'll never forget. And I, I told her I'm clean. I says, I'm doing, doing well. I says, I'm in recovery. And I'll never forget this when I told her that she started crying in the checkout line. She she started crying. And um I think it was a week or two after I told her that she passed away. So it was one of them things that uh, that I think that the timing, it was one of them things with the with Garma understanding. And and um like I said, I didn't want to say necessarily make it. But it's one of them things I just couldn't do. I couldn't get past, and that's all I got.
1: Thanks, Phil Donna. Um, Where it says here, sometimes can uh, not actually make the amends is not practical or possible. Um, My ex-husband, my first ex-husband, did a lot of damage to uh, in our relationship. Young and. Heavy into my addiction, and uh, and I've been I've attempted numerous times to contact him. Uh, uh, you know, borderline stalking him, like where are you, what are you doing, where do you live, kinds of stuff, you know. And at one point, um, my daughter uh, actually found like his address. She's like the super sleuth, right? And you know, he's made it clear in a, a bazillion different ways that I'm not welcome to talk to him. I'm not welcome to approach him. He doesn't want to talk to me. He doesn't want to hear what I have to say. So, <clears throat> in that case, uh, you know, there are, um, with the help of a sponsor uh, and a higher power, we can come up with other ways. Um, my way of making amends to that man is to leave him alone, right? It's my need to be heard. And to tell my part and to say what I have to say does not override his need for uh, to be to not have anything to do with me, you know. And um, you know, uh, I was so anxious to make this okay in my early recovery that I just tried over and over and over again. And finally, the time came when I had to to stop. And there were other very practical things that I could do to make amends, you know, like this thing I'm going to do, this community uh, thing that I'm going to do, this family I'm going to help out, this this thing I'm going to do, this right here is my indirect amends to my ex-husband, you know, and uh, in, a, in a very specific concrete way, right? And the thing is, I'm, all, I'm ready. Anytime time he comes walking around the corner, I know what my part is. I know what I have to say. Higher power will make it happen, or I can just leave him alone, right? Uh, but sometimes, but sometimes that is the true, the truest respect, is to uh, respect the fact that that they don't have to hear what I have to say. That doesn't mean I don't still owe the amends, and that there are things that I need to do. Um, uh, action is is a very important part of this step.
2: Thanks, Donna. All right, uh, uh, Jessica, can you read the next two paragraphs, starting with we want to be free?
4: Sure. Uh, We want to be free of our guilt, but we don't wish to do so at the expense of anyone else. We might run the risk of involving a third person or some companion from our using days who does not wish to be exposed. We do not have the right or the need to endanger another person. It is often necessary to take guidance from others in these matters. We recommend turning our legal problems over to lawyers and our financial or medical problems to professionals. Part of learning how to live successfully is learning when
2: we need help. Anybody? Doug.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate the shares here, man. Just really speaking to my spirit, and 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 um, I comment on these two paragraphs, and I just had a thought on the on the previous one, but. You know this one it's often necessary to take guidance from from others and primarily you know my experience has been working with a sponsor really intimately um has benefited me a lot and that wasn't the case you know the first ten years or so of my recovery I was just working with sponsors who um that wasn't their experience being really involved in the nine step process you know it's kind of like a, hey if that's what you're gonna do you know have at it um but then you know, I met a gentleman. He he passed away two years ago, but he's he my sponsor for about eight years or so. And um uh the, he taught me how to to work with him. And this is what I do with my guy since then, is um the the going to make the amend uh to talk out a very specific plan with him. And then what's my action item if they, if they receive it and what's my action item if they don't, it doesn't have to be a half hour long conversation or anything. It's like a two minute thing. I'm playing on me and this person saying this, if they accept it. Okay. If they don't. Okay. And, and that's, I found that to be very, very beneficial. So, um, and then, and then the other one or illegal problems, you know, and that's good. And, And there's been seasons where I've been guilty of this too, man. Like I have an opinion on everything, right? Like, you know, hey, you should probably do this and you should probably do that. And this is the way to make that right. Not born of my experience, mind you, you know, and, and, and all that shit. So um, so I think that that that's really good, too. You know, if if there's some professional help, look, addicts, you know, or myself, you know, I, I think I'm a professional in just about everything. And I don't know shit most of the time. So but one thing with that is is I had some. Um, it was all about student loans, you know, got clean, got an education and stuff, had student loans. And I felt this this real justified. They can kiss my ass about it. Right. You know, that's how I felt about it, you know. And so so I went through that whole process until he broke it down to me, man. And he said, look, you you're th- that's dishonest. You're hurting this, you know, as the institution and all that stuff. And, and I became willing to make amends. And that's what I did. And, you know, I fought that for about 18 months, really, to get my spirit right with that. And, and I had every big fear going on with that. So so and I share this, so, so if there's some listeners saying, hey, look, you know, I'm approaching this amend and it says this embarrassment, fear, or procrastination. Those are three things that do not give us justification to make the amends that harm, you know, to cause more harm to ourselves and to others. That is and work that out with your sponsor and your your higher power. But embarrassment, fear and procrastination are not excuses not to make it. And I had a lot of fear you know, with that one and, and and stuff. But anyways, you know, once I made that amend and made that plan of action, it wasn't nearly as bad. I mean, it sucks, believe me, you know, like (laughs) it's painful, but, but it wasn't nearly as bad as in, and that's kind of like very consistent with a lot of my fears that usually don't come to fruition, you know, to the, to the magnitude that I, that I'm afraid of. Um, so I think, uh, Yeah, man, I think that's that's what I'm going to share on those. I'll pass.
2: And uh, just to piggyback on that, one of the gifts of the ninth step is to practice this behavior to move forward with. Uh, um, When Doug was talking about paying back the student loans, I just got paid and had this bill that I needed to pay. And it was a large chunk, about $500. I needed to pay it and there's this finger this this junky finger in me that does not want to press the send button i want to do like this amount and drag it on a couple of months and you know you, this just this, this junky kind of i'm going to hold on to my shit in case i need it mentality and i learned because of the ninth step to make the clean thing do it don't sort of do it, do it. And I still have that, I, I press the button because of that ninth step learning how to do that. So this doesn't just happen in a, in a space, it prepares me for life and how to address things further on down the road. The other thing um, that I was thinking about amends that seem overwhelming. One of, one of the amends that uh, when I first got clean was, I uh, was HIV positive or I am HIV, not was, I am HIV positive. And I had shared needles with people who had died. And so there was this, how do I make amends for these people that I had not knowingly it was not, you know, I, I I didn't find out I was positive until I got clean. But there was this, I felt this guilt of, uh, of transmission, and um, and my sponsor said, you can't you can't go back, you can't relitigate that, you can't get back there. He said, but what what can we do going forward? And this was somewhere in about uh, the nineties. They they said, he said, why don't you um, why don't you start a meeting? for people who are positive in the city. And I was like, oh, you know, that kind of like, the, the reason I have to have somebody else help me with this is for that inspirational light bulb to come. Oh, what I said, so we started health and recovery. And I started with two other people since gone, two other people and we had a meeting place and look, there was a lot of controversy in the area. It's an outside issue. We're not gonna, and we went to the area and we said, it's not an outside issue. It's inside of us. It's not an outside issue. And, um, and we welcomed everybody. You didn't, have to, you didn't have to present a blood test to walk in or anything. We, we welcomed everybody to come in. But that's the thing is, that's the important part of having someone else for the inspirational way that amends can be made. There's all kinds of ways to make amends, not just to their face. There's all kinds of things. And I need somebody who can help me creatively think of ways to make things right. So if you're, if you're getting, you know, if you're on that eight step going, I don't know, I can't ever fix this, there's a way to fix everything. Everything. You just need help. Okay, who else? Uh, Eva, would you read the next paragraph?
3: Sure, Eva addict. In some old relationships, an unresolved conflict may still exist. We do our part to resolve old conflicts by making our amends. We wanna step away from further antagonism and go an ongoing resentment. In many instances, we can only go to the person and humbly ask for understanding for past wrongs. Sometimes we will be a joyous, uh, it will be a joyous occasion when old friends or relatives prove willing to let go their bitterness. Contacting someone who is still hurting from the burn of our misdeeds can be dangerous. Indirect amends may be necessary where direct ones would be unsafe or endanger other people. We make our amends to the best of our ability. We try to remember that when we make amends, we are doing it for ourselves. Instead of feeling guilty or remorseful, we feel relieved about our past. So <clears throat> I like how, we, again, it. this is not the first time we've heard we make amends to the best of our ability. That's the second time in so many paragraphs, what four paragraphs that we've heard that. So, um, because I think for me, I just want to fix everything. When I get clean, I want to, I just, especially when I was new, I just wanted to run around and, and um, say sorry to everybody. And that's not what it's about. You know? Um, um, and I couldn't understand sometimes when people were still bitter, right? Like I got clean. <laughs> Hello. You should just be grateful. I'm not stealing from you anymore. Um, Kind of attitude when I first got clean and um. You know it took it took a really good sponsor you know it took me a few sponsors to find the one that worked for me and the one i could hear tell me hey stop slow down whoa sister you need to you know really look and see if they even want to hear from you you need to ask their permission if you know basically if they're ready um to hear your amends like you know her like from her experience, not everybody was ready. So um, I think that for me, <clears throat> I have to remember that they, they have feelings around what I did. I know I have feelings around what they did, what I did, but they have feelings around what I did. And if, if I stay in self selfish self-centeredness, then I'm going to do what I want to do, right? Like I want to say, sorry, just get over it. And let me say, sorry, so that you can feel better. Like that's going to fix it for them or something. Um, Or, you know, let me admit my wrong. And, and, um, and the fact is, is that sometimes the bitterness just isn't gone. I don't, you know, I have to earn that crap. I don't get to just decide when everybody's ready to hear me um, say how I'm going to fix this. You know, I also have um, like, you know, people in my life that, um, were abusers you know uh, I think that this is true for men and women you know we often hear that it's the women but men men get hurt you know in many ways you know women the women I hung out with they were brutal to their men um so um it, but it's not always appropriate to go back to my abuser and say hey this is my part you know instead I did stuff like what Paul was talking about and I volunteered at a women's shelter, you know, for a month because I couldn't make a direct amends. You know, uh, we work together with our sponsors and talk about ways that we can give back to society instead of having it our own way, me having it my own way and going directly to that person, even if it's going to hurt them more or if it's even if it's going to hurt me, I'm like, oh, no, I can handle him now. I don't know, like, I don't know, like getting clean made me superwoman or something. And, um, but it took me time to, to, to realize what humility was in the middle of making amends, you know, um, that I had to get humble, that it wasn't just about me, that I had, I was, uh, they were on the same level as I was, right. I'm not better than or less than. And, uh, so I, I might not be able to handle what they had to say, um, or, or they weren't ready to hear it, you know? So, um, Yeah, indirect amends is a big part of some of my early uh, ninth step stuff. So that's all I got, thanks.
2: Thanks, Eva. Uh, Jessica? Uh,
4: So before I share, I just want to say this has probably been my favorite uh, step that we've all talked about so far, just like the honesty and the openness and just the realness that all you guys are coming here with. Um, it just really speaks to my spirit. Um, and so for me, like the ninth step, the amends process, it, it, like it started um, before with previous steps, the, the change in behavior and whatnot. And um, I, was really, I was really worried about this step in particular because, ooh, that's so uncomfortable. Like going up to someone and saying, oh, I did this, I did that, I apologize. What can I do? Like, And it's humbling and it's uncomfortable and it's embarrassing. And my sponsor said, it's supposed to be, it's not supposed to be really fun. You know, you're, you're, it's supposed to try to like deter you from, from doing this stuff over and over again to encourage the change in behavior. Um, and there was um, an amend I did not get to make. My aunt who pretty much raised me, um, she died when I was in prison, so she never got to see me clean but I remember like on Memorial day after I got clean, going to her grave and putting flowers on it and just talking to my dad, like, do you think she'd be proud of me? Like, <laughs> and I, I cried and stuff. And um, I just, like, I know what she would say. She would just say, just keep being clean. Just keep taking care of yourself and all that stuff. And uh, the few amends that I've made, the few direct amends have all really been like that. It's all really been family members who have said, you know, we're proud of you. You're doing so good. You just keep doing what you're doing, and then I cry, and then they cry, and it's been really beautiful, so it's, it's uncomfortable, and then it's a beautiful thing. Um, the last amends that I made, which was the most uncomfortable, is to um, the lady who has or had custody of my child. Uh, I'm not really sure where that whole thing stands. I'm getting him back in June, but we have a really, really bad relationship. Um, and I feel a lot of guilt and remorse uh, and all the stuff that it kind of um, talks about here and, and the bitterness, we're both su- super bitter. I know I'm, su- I'm still super bitter, but I remember like coming to her and just saying that I wanted to take responsibility because I had never, this. I think this was last year, maybe the year before last and all the years That I've been communicating with her not once have I ever accepted the responsibility of my actions. You know I didn't like steal from her but I did um, use in her house and she was forced to take care of my child so he didn't go into foster care or for adoption or any of that bad stuff and so I really um, caused her a lot of harm Um, and we just we kind of bonded like in that moment Um, and it was really beautiful And then she come into my eyebrows and then she left and then we still have a horrible like working relationship, but I did lose a portion of the hate that I had for her. And that is a big, big deal because I mean, like I still have, I don't, I don't think I can say it's hate. It's not hate because I'm super, super grateful for her, but there's a portion of just upsetness still that I don't know will go away so I'm sure there's more work to do in that area but I really think if I had not made that amends we wouldn't have the little bit of communication that we have um, today Um, and so this step was a super big part of my recovery in um, the whole change of behavior stuff like it's super embarrassing I don't want to go up to someone and say, oh, I messed up like again. You know, I don't want to keep making amends to the same person over and over again. Like just one and done for me. Like I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, Jessica. Thank you for your honesty. Uh, Donna?
1: So um, uh, this step is, and I said this before we started this is big. This is huge. And when you are making your, going through your ninth step and making your amends, there's this, Thing that's gonna happen, I promise you it's gonna happen and you're gonna start to feel this relief and this, maybe sometimes people feel joy and start to feel this freedom that comes from knowing that I am taking care of my stuff, right? I'm cleaning up my side of the street. And um, so my amends to my mother, my mother was a very violent uh, woman raised in a very violent way and she passed that right along and um and uh and really i couldn't figure out how to make amends to her without all you know all that other stuff was there and um and i tried and i you know i did some stuff over the years but finally <clears throat> when i had about 10 years clean i um had this spiritual awakening and I realized that the person that I had really never made amends to was that that young woman I was when I got clean. And I'd never forgiven her for being who she was, right? And so, and I realized I treated everybody who walked in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous with more love and respect and kindness than I did myself. So I made the decision that I was going to start working on forgiving myself in a very deep way. And when I did that, I just made that decision, I suddenly could forgive my mother. It was, it was just this spiritual thing that happened. And I recognized it in that at one point she was that young woman too, right? She never got clean, but she was sure me in those days. And uh, and my amends to her, so my amends to her was I it wasn't going to be anything performative. It had to be something meaningful. And so I started calling my mom. I started showing up to visit my mom on a regular basis. And at first it was uncomfortable and she was could be mean and she didn't know what I was doing and she was suspicious. And I just kept showing up. And if she would got mean, I'd say, love you, got to go. I didn't let her talk me out of it. I just left. And I said, I'll be back. And I came back. And I did that for a couple of years. And I got to tell you guys, I didn't do any of that for my mom. I did it for myself. I wanted to stay clean. I wanted to th- be things to be different. But it absolutely changed my mom. I needed to forgive her. She needed to be forgiven. And it changed her. It changed her. And she became. And we just had this different relationship. She died very suddenly in uh, September of 2006. Um, she was 64 years old, just a little bit older than I am now. And um, and uh, when she died, we had a loving, sweet, funny relationship. You know, and I, you know, I, I, the that's what this is for. There's no promise that you're going to get those kind of things back, but the fact that I just didn't have that angst with my mom was amazing. Now there's stuff still comes up from time to time and I still have to deal with it, you know, but um, to have that freedom that when she died, I was able to let her go and know that I had done what I could do. Huge, huge, please, please, please do not steal from yourself and half-ass this step right maybe you're not ready maybe you can't do it like that but at some point if you can trust me you will be the one who will benefit from it
2: thanks john uh phil uh
5: wow uh uh good stuff uh real quick uh i really um um, like like this like the one we're talking. Okay, we owe ourselves, uh, ourselves and our uh, loved ones, and then it goes on to say this is a tremendous, uh, immense, or whole community. And um, uh, one thing that I was really thinking about at the end of my uh, addiction, when my mother in law passed away, and um, and being an active addiction, just how how, how dark I was. And um, and I couldn't be there really for myself or, or or nobody else. And I can remember the uh, funeral and and the, the brother-in-law in active addiction, and he's getting out of prison. He's handcuffed at the uh, the funeral, and then then me doing all, all my craziness, and uh, uh, just a awful um, uh, time for for society, family, and and it was just just horrible. The end of my road. Uh, my father-in-law um, passed away a few years ago, and the difference from when my mother-in-law passed away to my father-in-law passed away, being in in uh, uh, recovery. What a world of difference! And then it was talking about uh, sometimes the 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 amends uh, uh, and things in society and and people and things would be be just us being in recovery and just us being clean. And uh, from when my mother-in-law passed until when the father-in-law passed, what a difference. You know, uh, I could be there to help make all the arrangements for the funeral, okay? Uh, I sang at the funeral, sing, being in the ceremonies at the funeral, you know, for, for the community, for the family, for everybody. Uh, here was the hit. I was uh, uh, in in the um, the front car, um, you know, the, uh, the um, what 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 he calls the, the the big car that for the funeral, you know, for, with, with the family and uh, uh, from the mother-in-law to the the father-in-law, it was just just two different things. But what an amends to make and a group amends to uh, a whole lot of people.
2: That's all I got. Phil, why don't you read the next paragraph that starts with we accept.
5: Okay, we accept that it was our actions that caused our uh, negative attitude. Step nine helps us with our guilt and helps others with their anger. Sometimes the, the, the only amends we can make is to stay clean. We owe it to ourselves and to our loved ones. We are no longer make, making a mess of society as a result of using. Sometimes the only way we can make amends, uh, amends is to contribute to society, society. Now we are helping ourselves with other addicts to recover. This is a tremendous amends uh, to our whole community.
2: Good. Phil, anything on that? well like
5: like i says, um uh just me being clean in society um uh, is like is is like um like a a gift to the whole world i'm not i'm no longer uh uh destroying myself and uh everything uh, else around me you know and that's all i have on that
2: thanks phil um i do a um meeting on Wednesday nights at a treatment center for people coming off the streets. It's not fancy. A shout out to the Bridge House, if anybody's listening from the Bridge House. Shout out to the Bridge House in New Orleans. Um, and th- that one of the big topics is amends. They want to talk about amends. And, uh, and I, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's an eighth and ninth step. It's an eighth and ninth step, and we're not there. We're just getting started, okay? So that's the first thing. Because what people want to do is 1912, right? We know that one. I'm an addict. I'm sorry. Let me tell you about it. And so that's that's the 1912 program. We are a 12-step program, not a three-step program. Thank God. And so I, you know, I tell them. I said, you don't have to worry about saying I'm sorry to any of those people right now. You, sh- your actions should be the amends. The people who love you and are in your life should know long before you make an appointment to see them that change has happened. This should not be some kind of revelation. This should be a confirmation. Like they sh- You should be going to them and going, this is what's happened I'm on my nine step and they should all go, ah, oh, we've noticed, yes. Uh, I don't know, I, I, I can't speak to this and I would invite anybody else. I have never had a refusal of, a, uh, of an amends to a person. I have never had anybody go, no. Now to Donna's point, I, ha- I haven't had the, the one that said, Absolutely not! Don't come and and her talking about honoring was absolutely correct. I, I you know if someone has told you no, you should be honoring that as part of this step, not selfish. I'm going to get in your face kind of thing. But um, uh, I I just I've never had that, so I'd be interested to hear how that went if there was a refusal of the of the ninth step. But Eva had her hand up. Uh, she can speak to that or whatever, or whatever so.
3: So, um, I have to be careful, me personally, I have to be careful that I don't just fall back on this living amends by staying clean because I want to use that sometimes as a, that's good enough. I don't really owe them a personal amends because I'm over here staying clean. <laughs> um, and I feel like um, it, it can be a crutch For me, when I'm super embarrassed or super in fear or um, just flat out don't want to, (laughs) like I'm, I'm over here living clean. Like I am no longer a nuisance to society. That's good enough. And for me personally, it's not always good enough, right? Like I want to, if I know I'm using it as an excuse to not go to this specific person because like the lady that I, you know, was talking to her husband, like I was like, I'm still clean. Like that should be enough. Cause I don't want to, right. Cause I'm embarrassed. So I have to be careful. Um, <clears throat> yes. Living clean, especially in the beginning it is right. While I'm doing step one through eight, that is enough, but I have to remember that it also says in here that I need to make amends face to face to the best of my ability and just staying clean. If I could just stay clean by going to meetings, you know, and, and be a different person, that would be great. But the truth is there's these 12 steps that tell me that's not enough, right? I still need to do service. I need to do the steps and doing the steps means going to the person in step nine and making that amends even when I don't want to, even when it's really freaking hard, staying clean just isn't enough, right? So I have to be careful. Um, and I have had somebody tell me, absolutely not, you can leave now. Um, when I uh, tried to make an appointment to make amends. And I mean, what else could I do but leave, right? Spiritually, all I could do was say, I honor your request. Okay, bye, you know. Um, Do I still feel guilty? Sure. But, you know, my sponsor has taught me that there are many ways to make amends and to, to correct the behavior based on what I did wrong. Not necessarily just any old willy nilly thing like, when I heard another woman, I needed to go to the women's shelter and help other women. When I did theft, I needed to uh, figure out a way that I could give back to society, like Brian was talking about, by helping another, not necessarily go into this company, you know, and I've mailed money anonymously to companies because I don't wanna, you know, like I wanna give them the money, but I don't wanna be brought up on charges, right? Like I'm over here claiming or whatever, you know what I mean? Like they didn't even know who stole the money so here's the money, but um, but I have had like I have a little sister who you know I don't think she'll ever like me, and um, it's never enough. So I had to stop trying to force my amends down her throat. She's my sister, you know. When she needs me, she'll call, but um, but we don't talk really, and so um, it's a it's crazy. But, but that's okay. I just have to learn to forgive myself and to just show up when she calls, right? Even if it's only when she needs something or wants something, that's okay because that was the only time I talked to her when I was loaded was when I wanted something and, and she had it. <laughs> so um, that's how I have to do my amends, right? It has to equal whatever wrong I did. It can't just be anything willy-nilly and that's kind of where I have to be careful not to fall back on just living amends is enough because it's not for me. And that's just me personally. So that's all I got.
1: You're all, you're muted, Paul.
2: Uh, yeah, it does say, uh, thank you, Eva. It, when it does say, except when to do so would injure them or others. And I've always been told that uh, we are others.
1: You know, I am others in this step too sometimes. Uh, uh, Donna. So, I, I just want to quickly touch on that. It says sometimes the only amends we can make is to stay clean. And listen, that is, that is for the most, that is for the hardest stuff. I've had sponsees that have killed people on purpose, on accident, um, terrible, terrible, horrible things that they can't make right, right? It's this, you can't mail money back to somebody and make that right right? And so sometimes the only thing that you can do is stay clean and try to live a different life. That is what that particular sentence is for. It is not to give you a break (laughs) to not go deal with that person that you're afraid of, or that you are embarrassed about, or deal with that behavior. That is, that is sometimes, that is all we can do. That is all we can do. And we still find some ways, you know, to give back to society or whatever, but listen, that is what that is for. That is just for those most extreme cases where where there really aren't any other kinds of amends that you can make, but to stay clean and live a different life.
2: Uh, Thanks, Donna. Douglas, why don't you read the last two paragraphs of this um, chapter?
0: In the process of our recovery, we were restored to sanity and part of sanity is effectively relating to others. We less often view people as a threat to our security. Real security will replace the physical ache and mental confusion that we have experienced in the past. We approach those who we have harmed with humility and patience. Many of our sincere well-wishers may be reluctant to accept our recovery as real. We must remember the pain that they have known. In time, many miracles will occur. Many of us who were separated from our family succeed in establishing relationships with them. Eventually, it becomes easier for them to accept the change in us. Clean time speaks for itself. Patience is an important part of our recovery. The unconditional love we experience will rejuvenate our will to live. And each positive move on our part will be matched by an unexpected opportunity. A lot of courage and faith goes into making an amend and a lot of spiritual growth results. We are achieving freedom from the wreckage of our past we will want to keep our house in order by practicing a continuous personal inventory in step 10. And, uh, yeah, and I, and I'm, I'm really grateful that, that you two ladies cleared up that sentence. I think it gets taken out of context a lot. You know, you hear it in meetings and stuff like that. And a, and a really important word in that sentence is a sometimes, right. This The sometimes piece, you know, that that's our baseline, you know, for a lot of them are based on, we start by saying, Hey, or for me anyway, but, you know, allow me to commit myself to staying clean today. And then, you know, what can I, what can I do there? And, um, and Paul, I wanted to, to, to touch on what you were talking about. I, um, I had this, had this one amendment I made early on, didn't talk with my sponsor about it. Like I had mentioned, and I just said, you know, fuck a full, full speed ahead. Right. Let me, let me clear this up, you know, real quick. And, uh, and the context was, we, we my few family members. We watched our, my my grandfather uh, pass away, his active addiction, and uh, and we all looked at each other and knew the race was on to get back to his house to steal. You know, he uh, the family business was selling Percocet and and, and paper food stamps, right? And so so shout out to those who know about the paper food stamp thing. And uh, but you know that that so so we all looked at each other and we all knew like, hey, whoever gets back there first gets to steal that you know, and and I got back there first and that's what I did, but I let my uncle take, take the fall for it. And, um, uh, but, but after clean for, for a little while or something like this, right. I, you know, I, I thought I needed to make an amends to my mom because I stole her dad's, you know, pain pills when he died. Right. And stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I hit her with this whole, Hey, you know, sorry about this, you know, this and that I was, you know, it wasn't pretty, right? It, it wasn't pretty, but she was going to, you know, use them and sell them too. So I was like, you know, well, fuck, maybe I don't need to, you know, I was just a mess, right? I didn't know if the, if I should make amends or if I shouldn't, I wanted to, but I really didn't. And I was just kind of going through the thing. So that's a, that's the thing when it goes back to that sentence, timing is an essential, essential part of this step, the second paragraph there. If we tie that in, then with the sentence that talks about, Hey, it's often necessary to take guidance from others in these matters. Then we start tying it in to say, Hey, look, uh, you know, clean time speaks for herself. I, I didn't do any of that. So then, the result was like, like it, it, it just a lot worse, just a lot worse, right? But then you fast forward the tape to where, to where it's like, okay, clean time speaks for itself. I'm living this consistent way of life. People know I'm dependable and I'm showing up. Then when I go and I approach, you know, my mother to make an amends, as as we talked about last episode and in, in the episode before, that was on my no way, no way I'm going to do this. She was using with my wife at the time, you know, during that relapse and stuff. I, I'm I'm not doing that. But then I get to go and say, hey, look, you know, I know I've been a shitty son. I stopped talking to you for nine months. That was my fault. I wouldn't answer any of your calls. And I can make you feel horrible in two sentences. And so, so allow me to not do that. Allow me to when when it's real easy for me to make you feel like shit. And, and deservedly so. I'll argue that with anybody, deservedly so. I don't have to, man. I can change that behavior. I can put step nine in action in my life and this is exactly right, man, basic text it a hundred percent, man. I don't carry that, that guilt of knowing that I'm I'm performing a lot lower than the expectation I set upon myself, you know, and so freedom's to be had. And, and, uh, so that's going to be my comments here, guys. I want to pass.
2: It says patience. Um, Uh, Patience is an important part of our recovery. (sighs) At just that moment, the the ninth step should not be ramrodded, rushed. It should be thoughtful, considered, uh, uh, collegial, like you should be talking to people about this. This is not like like Douglas just said, this is not a, I'm gonna do this, blaze this trail by myself. Uh, That kind of self-will has gotten us to where we're having to work a ninth step. And the the object of the game is not to increase the list. (laughs) Right? I want to keep the list where it is. I don't need to add more to it by running in there and bull bullheading myself, trying to get people to, to ameliorate my guilt. That's what I'm that's why those those guys at the bridge house are trying so hard to make an amends because they feel like shit and they want some relief. And I understand that. That's what we came to recovery for, was we wanted some relief. But running and dumping our stuff on people willy-nilly, because we is selfish. And we are selfish people. I am a selfish person. And only by working these steps, and working with a sponsor, and talking about this, and writing about this, is that selfishness just tamped down, you know? But willingness, I honor the willingness. I honor anybody's willingness to do this because for me, the ninth step is the third iteration, you know, the third iteration of willingness. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The third time we are looking at willingness on a deeper, deeper level. And we'll visit it again in 12. But, uh, you know, for me, that's one of the things. Um, Anybody else?
1: I'll say that, uh, you know, we talked about like, how do we work this with our sponsees? And um, uh, we're very specific, Eva's alluded to that, but with my sponsees, we're very specific. We very specifically deal with each amends individually. And And, um, and if it's amends that can't be made directly, then we come up with a plan for how exactly that amends is going to be made so when we are done with that we can say I have made my amends if the opportunity ever comes for me to make it directly, I will, but for now, this is my amends.
2: Thanks, Don. Anybody else want to talk about practical application, like we do at the end of each step? Uh, I've got a couple more minutes. Uh, just talking about practical application of the st- of step work here. It's very quiet.
4: <laughs>
2: go, ahead, go ahead, Jessica. <laughs>
4: Uh, Well, I'm just going to try to take up a little time here. Like we, uh, the step nine, like the actual step work, all of my steps are really similar with like the personal inventory questions through the book, like kind of fill in the blank stuff, but it's a lot of definitions too. Um, And I I think those are are really important. Um, And I, I remember looking up like direct and amends and then wherever, because it's not like the word wherever is very important and then like accept and and injure like all those words were just really super important um and so i made sure to take to pay special attention to the definitions like the actual words and the steps are really important
2: thanks jessica i love definitions we used to walk around with a dictionary as well as the basic text when I first got clean. So I appreciate that. Anybody else? Phil I'll, I'll be real quick. You hear me guys here. Okay.
5: I'll be real quick. Uh, I was thinking of uh, the humility, love, and, uh, uh, forgiveness as the spiritual principles, uh, in, uh, in the ninth step and, and just what blessings they are to, uh, to have, and, uh, perform for self and just what blessings they are to uh, to put out there uh, uh, in, in the world that, that really makes the uh, working um, principles of uh, step nine. That's all I got.
2: Uh, thanks, I had a, just to end with this, I had a, a guy who said, you know, the one year no relationship thing is, it means nothing. He said, get to the ninth step. Until you clear out a place in your life for another human being, you're not ready for a relationship. So if you're listening, (laughs) get to the ninth step. Thank you all for joining us this evening. We really appreciate y'all. Have a great night.
0: Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so with. Tune in next time as we'll pick up where we left off. We'll chunk these in hour-long sessions. Namaste and God bless.